Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Roman Show for the week of October 8th, 2018. We welcome South Florida metal band Live Kill. John Snell, the guitarist of the band, joins us to talk about their latest EP. Plus, we come to you live from Enigma Hunt, the haunted house located in Boca Raton, Florida. This plus a whole lot more coming up next. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the bank. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go. Fly, guidance, Surgeon, go. Go. GNC, we're going. Go. 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 The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Roman Show. We are coming to you live from Enigma Hunt. You have to visit this great haunted house, or haunted houses, as there's uh, three as part of the attraction. Located on 1751 North Military Trail in Boca Raton, Florida. The Haunted House runs all the way uh, through October 31st, Halloween night. So you got to make sure you get yourself out here. And we have a great lineup for you today as we welcome John Snell of metal band Live Kill to talk about their latest EP. And alongside the dashing one, George Alonzo. I have that Haunted House. You know I'm extremely scared of things like that. I've had experiences with them at the Florida Supercons. And now you told me, hey, walk the haunted house with me. Don't worry, I'll pay you in a margarita. Everything will be fine. You won't be scared. I got scared. As a matter of fact, I even had to change my own pants, and I still don't have a margarita here. Hold tight. We're working on that for you. But I want to let everyone know watching the live stream on the Roman Show media Facebook account that, by God, you need to come and visit Enigma Hunt. They're located at 1751 North Hey, oh, what? <laughs> that is not my name. Why do people keep screaming that at Why me? Why is he here? Why is he here? I think uh, I'm Mr. not here. Mr. Roman, I told you, Mr. Roman, I told you, this is the man, Mr. Roman, I told, I told you, this is not the guy. Mine. Mine. <laughs> I'm breaking things. I'll be having fun. Listen, listen, I had an experience with you where you made me feel Yes, but you got away next time. You got away that time. Get him away. No, no one. No, no. I, I don't know what's going on, but that's something that you can experience here at Enigma Hunt 1751 North Military Trail in Boca Raton. Are you all right, man? We're going to get you that margarita. Don't worry about it. I promise you. All right. Well, we're talking here live, the Roman show at Enigma Hunt Boca Raton. You have to come and visit. It is absolutely amazing. Are you okay? I guess not. you got to follow them on social media, Enigma Hunt. we got a great lineup for you here at the podcast. 
uh, coming to you live on Facebook. And also you can hear the audio as well on our Block Talk Radio as we do on a weekly basis. We're going to have the band Live Kill. They're actually here. They're from here in West Palm Beach. And they'll be performing this month. So John of Live Kill will be on the program. But George... Let's first talk about this great haunted house. There's actually three haunted houses in them. And I have to tell you that it's amazing. Take, take over. Let me, let me take, tell you something. Let me just check something out. Uh, basically, yes. Enigma Haunt uh, been around for about seven years. Uh, they've been growing and growing every year and getting scarier and scarier every year. Uh, you know, started off as a small project into a grand project with now being... Three haunted houses uh, here at Enigma Haunt this year. Uh, you know, to be honest with you, one of my favorite ones here today was uh, Realm of Terror. Uh, that to me, that that one just blew my mind away, just with the different dimensions uh, of terror that you experience in that. Which actually, I could never see Disney ever the same again. I have to tell you that there's three haunted houses. Yeah. Yep. Every single one of them. It's, it's scary. Listen, I, I, I've gone to all these haunted houses. I've done a lot of stuff. And, I, and I'm not lying to you. I've really got scared, uh, you know, crapless. If you want to yeah. <laughs> I'm telling the, you. They, they got can we say really crapless on the ring? Yes, you could. <laughs> and they got these really freaky things, these little kids on the ground, and they walk backwards. They really, really freak you out. you got to check them out. Enigma Hunt. 1751 North Military Trail in Boca Raton, Florida. The, you know, the cool thing is, they're also on actual Halloween, October 31st. So you come and see it here for yourself, in person, and throughout the month of October. And you know what's even a better experience that I had here? Is that all the ghouls, you know, are very, very interactive. You rarely find something here in South Florida where you have the ghouls not just scare you out of your pants like me, but actually get in your face. You know what really freaks me out? Every every time we transition from a room to another room and they have like these, these inflatable airbags. That was in the realm of terror. Oh, that was really That was in the realm of terror with the different dimensions where basically I could never see Disney ever the same again. Yeah, really freaky. Yeah, it was like two Missy Elliott. Remember Missy Elliott back in the day in the, the, the music video with Missy Elliott? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, Missy Elliott, of course. Of course. Because earlier today at five o'clock in the morning, believe it or not, were you awake at that time? Uh, no, not five o'clock in the morning. I was dead asleep. I, I was trying to prepare for this. Well, the WWE held the Super Showdown in Australia, and it was five hours of action in Australia. And I gotta say, it was a pretty good show. Yeah, originally what I heard the runtime was going to be four hours. They changed it to five. I guess it was a last-minute change. But at the same time, you can't, when you were watching the show uh, live or, pre or you know, after the recording or after the live feed, you saw that you kind of like a rush within their entrances. You didn't see like a WrestleMania production uh, at Super Showdown. Not saying it was a bad show, but you kind of felt the rush. So I don't know if the runtime was four hours, but because of everything being rushed, they met five or what happened there. But it was a good show nonetheless. Well, one, one of the criticisms going on is the lack of entrances or the, the entrances that The Undertaker usually has, mm -hmm. same as King. It, it seemed like Australian fans were kind of left out. Undertaker just comes in, Kane just walks in, with no pyros, they had a little bit of the flare, the flame, but just not enough. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying, it wasn't a Wrestlemania produced show. 
yes, the card was WrestleMania, you know, up to WrestleMania par, and yes, it was a great show, but it wasn't a WrestleMania production. So a lot of people fought going into it because a lot going into it, the commentators were selling it as a WrestleMania-style show, and at the end, we got a regular show. With the WrestleMania type matches, just now we're about the production. It was like a SmackDown and Raw on the same night. Whoa. Enigma Hunt in Boca Raton, Florida. We're scared every single second here, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not even kidding about this. You gotta check them out in Boca Raton, Florida. They got three haunted houses. You will not be disappointed for the Halloween season. Back to WWE Super Show. Messing around with the camera, man. Can you go ahead and show that? These guys are not kidding. They mess around everything. It really freaks me out, dude. No lie. Jesus Christ. Do you think he's uh, our camera guy? Is, uh, you think he's gonna make it throughout the night, our camera dude? Yeah, oh, wait, wait, what? Right, Let's go back to the podcast, shall we? Now, what match would you say, though, really caught your attention? For me, I think AJ Styles and Samoa Joe was the best one because of the great storyline. Yeah, of course. Really it up. And I don't think it's the end. Not yet. I, I think somehow the way Joe's going to come into, the, into play. Uh, no, uh, he's taking on Daniel Bryan I, uh, at the uh, Crown Jewel. I feel like some, the Samoa Joe, AJ Styles story is over. Hmm. I feel like... It's too short. Uh, well, either way, I feel like the Super Showdown was the last chapter of the AJ Styles, Samoa Joe story. Unless they move on to something at SmackDown, of course, because, of course, we're seeing a SmackDown uh, rematch of sorts at Super Sh- from Super Showdown between Becky Lynch and Charlotte this coming Tuesday. But... I think the story between Joe and AJ Styles is over. Where does Joe go from here? We don't know. That's Joe is such a great wrestler. Well, he can tell what he did with but AJ. Yes, he's a great wrestler. I'm not taking away that, taking that away. But the fact is, like you already went on to three pay-per-views, right? On top of that, a great storyline on TV. So basically, everything was already played out. There's nowhere else you can go with this, especially because AJ Styles now beat him Clean. Joe tapped in the middle of the ring. What more can you go from there? Yeah, and then they used the excuse that he was injured. It was a great ending, but what I'm saying, I feel like that story is over. So come when now when when it comes to Joe and Styles, hey, thank you very much for the story. It was an amazing storyline. As a matter of fact, one of the most engaging storylines. It ranks up there with Miz and Daniel Bryan. I think I still would have gone and extended a little more even to Crown Jewel for goodness' Or have him win in Australia, you know, and then carry it on and maybe have AJ win it again back in Crown Jewel. Yeah, I think that's been pretty cool. Well, uh, it's almost been one year that AJ has that time. Uh, yeah, and I'm also looking forward to now that you mentioned Crown Jewel. I'm actually looking forward to now the championship match between uh, now Daniel Bryan. Did we hire a new cameraman? Did we? I think he got replaced. Did we? Uh, He's a lot cuter. What? And they still don't have. Can you please watch with the microphone here? We're live here coming to you live streaming and then... Get her away! What's going on here? What kind of, what kind of production are you... Uh, 
Interesting? Yes, very interesting. See, you call that interesting? Come on. Come on, dude. Good dude. It's not interesting. This guy really needs a drink. He needs to calm down his Where's the water? You made her cry. What? You made her cry. What kind of production are you running here? I'm dashing. Look at that. And I hope you're getting that, Kevin. She's playing you. She's playing you. She's playing you. Calm down, dude. Relax. Take it easy. Some of the great stuff that you'll see here. I'm telling you, as soon as I got out of the house, I was pale, and I'm not even lying about it. I've been too angry. I'm not even lying Enigma Hunt. All throughout October, do not miss these three haunted houses here in Georgia, Florida. I'm going to show you the way, hopefully a little bit. Oh, she doesn't. I guess Are you okay, man? This is too much. This is too much. You're going to have a heart attack in your 30s. This is too much. It's just not good enough. This is too much. Molly's in the field. What? Wait. Yo. Hey, All right. Hey, 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 <laughs> and you say for I've been meaning to get rid of you, you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, I'm, I'm just trying to tell you right now, man. Alright, close the show. <laughs> the 72 showdown took place. Great event earlier this Sunday. You really are crashed out with money. I'm extremely. You What? You would. I think he's gonna go find something. I don't know. She's still looking at you, dude. <laughs> Thank you, Molly. Thank you for coming. She's gonna pick your throat. Why me? Hunt, some of the great, great uh, individuals you'll find out here in Boca Raton, Florida. George, you all right? You okay? All right. Let's continue on WWE Super Showdown instead. Took over now. One thing, relax. Uh -huh. One thing that really took place, and uh, they interviewed in, uh, Triple H throughout the weekend while they were there in Melbourne. And one thing they came about was intergender. And, and, and Triple yeah. H said that this intergender thing it has more of a shock value. Correct. But see, to me, and he said, a woman doesn't need a male to push her or to make her super. Which I agree. But let's go back to China. You know, China mm -hmm. had the intercontinental belt. As far as I'm concerned, she's the only woman who has held a title of that nature in the WWE. Correct. So why not just come up to date? Why not have that type of intergender action? Okay. I support intergender wrestling. 
a lot of women and men have made their names off of intergender wrestling. I support it, but at the same time, I can see where Triple H is going on with Shock Valley. Because now we're at a point when it comes to the WWE Entertainment. Notice I'm, I'm kind of separating independent wrestling from WWE Entertainment. WWE, in this sense, in this world right now, women don't need men to put them over. Women are doing an amazing job within their own division. And by the way, if anyone wants to comment on our live stream, feel free to do so. Our camera lady here, Mr. Cell, will let us know exactly what you have to say, and we'll go ahead and comment back and forth. So feel free to comment on our on our So what I was saying is this, that women don't need men no more. Yes, I support intergender wrestling. Intergender wrestling should continue, but women don't need it no more. We're, because a lot of people used to say, oh, women uh, fighting men, now make them equal. I feel like women are equal without the men now, period. And I, I see that. But I still think that it would add that, wow, you know, yeah, But that's what he means. But that's what he means about the shock value. Because the last time we ever even saw an, an attempt from WWE was James Ellsworth versus Becky Lynch. And, and that turned out to be like a 10-second match. So basically what I'm saying is Becky... Technically, Becky Lynch did not need that match because Becky Lynch was already great. So, so now if you put Becky Lynch versus AJ Styles, let's just throw a name out there. A AJ Styles versus Becky Lynch. Yes, both of them will come out looking great. But because Becky Lynch is such an amazing athlete, even without AJ, it's not going to make a... I, I understand that. I, I, I kind of get it, but again, and I understand the shocking thing, but I think if you just give that extra elevation and just that wow factor, especially for girls. And by the way, interact with us in our stream here on Facebook, our beautiful guys. No, no more ghouls. No more ghouls. No, I think we're good. I think we're fine, man. You promise. Yeah, we're cool. Don't worry about it. Okay, too. By the way, we are looking at the faces as people are coming out of the haunted house, and I got to tell you, they're all pissed because of all the scary stuff that you see inside. But by the way, there's three of them. Three haunted houses. Yep, Which three. Which is your favorite one? First, uh, second, I, 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 one, the, one? the realm of terror. The realms of terror. By far. Because it just made you, like, goosebumps. Your hair stick up. You're, you, you're wondering if something's going to pop out. You know, at the realms of terror, like you were mentioning in the beginning of the show, you had these tube kind of uh, entrances, like through these inflatable tubes. And... You did not know what's going to happen. I'm not going to tell you exactly if there is or isn't anything that's going to happen, but it makes you think and feel and scared. And it did it all of that all at once. And it was amazing because you do not catch that. You don't have that. It's like it's an amazing shock value, and I applaud them. That. And I'm telling you, we're not even kidding about this. In fact, they were telling me that they saw all the way Twi like Twisted Mayhem is another one. It, it, it gets 
it catches your attention with the lights and the clown, well, the deadly clowns or whatever they were. Uh, it reminds me of Molly. That, but it, it like Twisted Mayhem was amazing, and we have a couple of uh, you know customers here walking through. Uh, you know, how did you guys enjoy the haunted house? Do you want to answer like one or two questions? Come on, one, one or two questions. What's your name, man? Jason. Jason. Where you come from, Jason? Coconut Creek. Oh, nice. So just around the corner, right? Yeah. Uh, Jason, is this your first haunted house? Oh no. Is it the first time you come to this? Oh, this place, yeah. So what you think? Oh, this place is great. Yeah, and I see you've got the Halloween Horror Night. Yeah. So we don't want to compare contrast, but what are your thoughts? This place is so much better. Yeah? Yeah. How so? Oh, it's realistic. Yeah. So, so let me ask you something, because of, again, you, you're Halloween Horror Nights, uh, you also said this place is a lot better, so let me ask you something, uh, you know, you said realistic being one of them, and many years being at Halloween Horror Nights, and is this now your go-to? Oh yeah, I just wish this was year-round, all, all, every day. I just keep coming every weekend. And the cool thing is that it would change it around, so you're never going to get the same stuff. Yeah. This is awesome. Any, um, as a customer, any uh, things that come to your mind at being a horror fan that you would like to maybe see next year here at uh, Enigma? Anything that comes to mind? Well, let's put it this way. What was the scariest part of all the three haunted houses you can remember? Well, I don't know. The, the people are great, you know, because that's the ones that really jump out and get you. Yeah. And I'm pretty hard to scare, and then I got it pretty good today. Wait a minute. You call those people? <laughs> Actors, scary zombies, Individuals, dead people, I don't know. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I don't consider those people. I don't know what you saw, but me, I had to change my pants twice. Yeah, okay. Like I said, I, I, I get hard, I'm hard to scare. And uh, a couple of them got me good. Well, thank you for coming and uh, enjoying us and joining us here on the show. No problem. Uh, thank, thank, thank you, sir. Thank you. We got a lot of football and MMA and everything else going on here in pro wrestling. So you can't wrong it. We're coming to you from Enigma Hunt in Booker, from Florida, 1761 North Minnesota. All throughout October, we're having this great haunted house. So you got to come out here and check out. I see another tall guy over there. He looks kind of stock. Uh, sir, uh, you with the Batman shirt, can you come over here real fast? Yeah, he went. Oh my God, not again! I was told to be nice. We're, we're on the radio. I've got rhythm. I've got music. I just don't remember which one of them is still gasping for water. <laughs> they won't tell me this. Oh, I have to talk into this. Hello. <laughs> when you were alive, were you into sports? Into sports? I was very happy. Is there any particular sport that you used to enjoy back in the day? Well, right now I enjoy ice ice hockey <laughs> because <laughs> it's so much easier to keep the bodies fresh. <laughs> Sam, is just, actually, Sam is the one that welcomes you before you get into the house. I am very nice. <laughs> I'm happy to I'm happy to eat. <laughs> you say what? Yeah, I am looking for. I'm gonna put a tank to stop for a new host. What are you listening to? I don't hear voices. <laughs> I don't hear voices. I switched to smooth jazz. <laughs> Do you hear voices? No, wait, where did you go? He disappeared. 
I see a red table and I want no, no. It's a wall. I don't know, but they don't open for me like doors do. Do you walk into walls? Not really. I knew I was special. What are you looking for? A margarita. Do they have margaritas in your place? We did have one margarita. She escaped. But we'll get her. I always get them. Facebook, Instagram, and The Roman Show on Twitter, and on YouTube, that's youtube.com forward slash ourroman0201, where in fact, this is where, that's the first place in Supercon, is where you met Sam, and you can see some of those videos on our YouTube channel. Yeah, where I fainted. Yeah. It's one of my most embarrassing videos. I don't even know why you put it up. Well, I mean, people need to see it. They need to find out exactly what they're seeing. Yeah, we're actually doing radio. You want to get interviewed? So we got everyone here. Relax. Anyone want to answer? I think, I think they think you are part of the haunted house, man. That's what it's scary. Who, me? Yeah, you. I'm dashing. I have a handsome face. Okay, so... Going back here and again, make sure to follow us on our socials. Anyone want to take some questions? Facebook oh, look, we oh, have. There we go. What's, what's, what's your you name, doing? dude? Hello. Hello. What's your name? Andrew. Andrew. So, what do you think of the haunted houses? Pretty fun. Yeah. It, it definitely, it was like casually wrong. First time here at the Enigma? Yeah, it was. It's it awesome. So, admit it. How many times did you have to change your pants? Zero. <laughs> yeah, you, I bet you did, though. Oh, yeah. He had Twice. Changed many times. I don't. I think it was a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait. You smell it now? Andrew, thank you much, man. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Thanks for joining. I was trying to hide this. What was your your scariest uh, moment inside the haunted house? When I met this (laughs) dude. I told you you were part of that thing. (laughs) Andrew, thanks for joining us. Enjoy your night. Thanks for having me. There you go. Enjoy your shoes, man. I was your friend, kid. I was your friend. He's a new co-host. I was trying to hide that smell. You gotta go ahead and visit collarandelbowbrand.com. That's collarandelbowbrand.com. Use the promo code The Roman Show all together, all caps, and you get a percentage of your purchase. We got some really cool T-shirts out there, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely, very cool T-shirts. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact. Uh, we see even a couple here that are on for sale for Enigma too, right? That's right. You could get some uh, Enigma Hunt merchandise. Uh, uh, let's uh, pan over here real done. fast uh, for they could see the merchandise from Enigma Hunt. Yeah, uh, so you, you get out, you see some of the great stuff they got available. Yeah, you could actually uh, buy a Sammy t-shirt, uh, uh, Jedediah, I believe, and uh, an auto, right? A little bit of everything. Uh, so basically, <laughs> wa- wa- once you get... <laughs> Everyone's going to 
once you get out of those haunted houses, merchandise right here, once you get out, you could take Enigma Hunt home with you. That's right, another plug. Visit Fight Club, that's Fight Club in Doral, Florida. Head on over to Fight Club in Doral, ask for Henry Morales, and make sure that, uh, let him know, the Roman show sent you, and you'll get your one-day guest pass. I think you're going to have to go and uh, train a little bit to get you prepared for the next haunted house. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I'm going to be prepared for next year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. All right, coming up next, guys, we're going to welcome John on Live Kill. They'll be performing here in West Palm uh, Beach. Where's my margarita? Welcome back, everyone, to uh, the Roman Show. Make sure you follow us on our socials. Well, it was a pleasure to have... Uh, this gentleman here on the phone, he's a, he's a local boy, John Snell uh, of Live Kill, and they will be performing on October 19th in West Palm Beach at Respectable uh, alongside Doyle. And they have just released their new EP, Turn to Gray. It's available right now on all the streaming services. So, John, thanks so much for your time, man. Yeah, man, thanks for having me on. Well, Turn to Gray, man, it's been a, a big hit on YouTube. It has garnered over 150,000 uh views the last time I checked. What has been the feedback, man? Good stuff so far. Yeah, feedback's been really good. You know, you put stuff out there, you don't know what the response is going to be, and then uh, get that response. And on Facebook, I got people sending me messages from all over the world. They'll, you know, it's really easy to message us on Facebook. And I get people from, from France, Australia, South America. Everyone just sending me messages saying that they really like it, they really like the music, it's really cool. And uh, that's, that's just exciting, really cool. That's just awesome. Again, Turn to Grey, the EP available right now on any streaming services. And now the lyrics behind this, uh, about the EP, can you let us know a little bit? And we'll talk about uh, also the cover, uh, yeah. because it's inspired by the atomic bomb, you know, when it dropped in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, and you see a little tricycle that's right now uh, at the Hiroshima Museum. I mean, I, I was actually, I saw that tricycle because I went to Japan. My wife is Japanese, oh, wow. so I, I got a chance to see it for myself. But tell me a little bit about the lyrics inspiring this EP. That's just great to hear that somebody actually went there and saw this tricycle and read the story about Shin, yeah. a three-year-old kid that, you know, was killed when that bomb went off. Mm-hmm. So the whole lyrics and going this route and this was, it was, you know, one night I'm up late, I'm on the internet, I'm just kind of going through things, and I see these, these shadows left on these walls from the Hiroshima bomb that went off. And I found myself thinking quite a bit about who were these people. Like, I see a guy with a cane and a hat, and there's just a shadow, there's nothing left of him. So, in a flash of light, in that moment, he just was gone. Who, who was he? What was, what was his life like? Who was this girl jumping rope that in midair, she was just vaporized in the nothing? Like, who were these people? And that's kind of like, where I went with this and you know I talked to Carlos our vocalist and I said Carlos man I really want you to you know dig into this and read about it and and, and come from a different point of view not from war not from bombs not from the but the people you know the human side of this I want people to to, to validate this to, to let it sink in and let them think about it and that was the direction we took on that that, that emotional side of a visual image and you know, looking back, and I, and so you haven't had a chance to go out there yourself. You just pretty much stuck no, it over. No, no, I well, haven't been out there. No. Well, you know, it, it's pretty, uh, you know, it's kind of eerie because when you go to Hiroshima, you see all these buildings that, you know, were impacted by uh, the atom bomb. But 
when you when you when you see it, it's amazing that this city has progressed and it's actually one of the nicest cities in Japan. Uh, it's like one of the most up and coming cities, believe it or not. You would never know that you know I don't know forty something years there had been an atomic bomb that had been dropped there. And I had an opportunity actually to to speak to someone that lived during that time, and he was actually going to be part of the service, but for his height reasons, they didn't allow him. So he got lucky. He got saved. But he was telling me all the stories about how, you know, there was no foods. And uh, it's pretty drastic. And to see that tricycle itself and, to, and listening to the lyrics, when you put two and two together, it, it, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, it's really touching, to, to say the least. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to impact people on an emotional level that they would connect with this. You know, we're still metal. We still get behind it. You know, we still want to get the pit. We want to get, you know the energy out but at the same time I wanted to get more of a message out I wanted people to realize hey you know it's the same thing as well you get out there you want to have fun you want to get in the pit you know you just want to get that energy and get going and it's the same thing when you think about today I want to think about who are these people what happened you know and relevant to your life today at any moment driving down the street going somewhere something could happen and you know a real thing for that for us locally is you know school shootings get up you go to yeah. school these kids think they're going to school to learn and you know next thing you know there's a lot of people that are hurt and injured and not coming back so this was something to touch with these kids as well of you need to make every moment count yeah we all know all about that parkland shooting that was not uh, just a couple of months ago here in south florida so right. looking back at the performance on october 19th you know what can people expect on stage what are you obviously going to be playing a lot of the songs from the ep but what other stuff are you going to play yeah, so we got a bunch of songs, and you know, when we write or we record, um, industry-wide as far as music goes, I just think it's a different game out there. I know a lot of people want to see full LPs, and they want to see yeah. a, a full album, you know, 10 to 14 songs, so we put out four, and my goal was to put out four strong songs, put everything we got into them, make them sound good, get good mixing, mastering, artwork, and really push something that's uh, that's good, instead of a lot of songs that won't get heard. So we, we got you know, quite a few songs to play. So we got a 30-minute set. We'll probably play seven or eight songs. And those four songs will be in the mix. And it's just a good time to come out. It's loud. When you hear us play these songs, they're better than they are than when you hear them on the recording. Those songs are meant to be played live. You know, we play real tube amps, uh, you know, EDH, the drummer. We spent a lot of time perfecting our sound. And it's it's good. It's loud. And it's, uh, it's what you want to come and hear. Tell us a little history about life, Q. How did you guys come around here in South Florida? How you guys got together and, and to make this great music? So you being from down here, you know it's not easy down here with musicians. Yes. It's uh, difficult <laughs> to find people who are who are committed, uh, want to put the time in, put the effort in. You know, anybody can throw a band together and kind of play half-ass on the weekends and go play and go back to uh, their Monday job. Sure. And, uh, you know, that's what a lot of bands do. That's not my focus school or direction of what we're looking to do. So about 2016, I got with a buddy of mine, Damon, and we started trying to put this together. Our focus and goal was, you know, we all come from death metal, hardcore, and we like that energy, that power. But, you know, I spent probably two years before that going to all these local shows, all these great musicians, all these great bands out there. We keep hearing what they're doing with the extreme music. PAs aren't so good, you know, and it just sounds like 30 minutes of one long song. So I kind of changed it up a little bit and kept the power with the vocals and the drums, but I toned the guitars down to where you have some melody. You can feel the parts of the guitars, you can get behind them. You got to go home remembering the song. 
you know, you can get behind, you can get in there, you can feel it. So we started writing that way in 2016 and wrote a bunch of songs, picked out four strong ones and spent about a year and a half mixing, mastering, tracking vocals, getting a steam with the whole, you know, the shadows with Hiroshima and the direction for the EP. That's just great stuff and thanks for sharing that for us, man. And looking forward to all the action. And you'll be on the same bill of Doyle. I mean, this is a legend. That guy's an institution. <laughs> the guy going from the bit spit to dancing to... Yeah. Did you see that guy? I, I, I just hope that I get to get back there with him and hang out and get to talk to him for a few minutes. Because, you know, I watch a lot of his uh, his interviews. He's a real bender kind of guy. I mean, you can sit down and talk to them. He's, he's level. He's good. You know, he builds his own guitars. He plays through a bass amp. You know, he does things different, like me doing things different. And he, he you know, he, uh, he makes his own road and does his own thing. And... Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing the show with him. And he's a fitness extraordinaire. I think I read somewhere that his girlfriend uh, inspired him to change his diet. He might, he might be a vegetarian. Don't quote me on it, but I know he had something about that. Uh, and he had some really ridiculous training. Training. Well, he's huge. <laughs> yeah. So whatever you're doing, it seems to be working good. Come on, sir. Well, John, I want to thank you so much. And again, uh, you can listen to the EP Turn to Great available right now on the streaming services. And check out Live Kill Live with Doyle right here in Palm Beach, October 19th at Respectable Street. Looking forward to seeing you action uh, on the stage, man, and rock on. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on the show. All right, man. Thanks, John. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, Welcome to The Showdown. We all sure had a lot of fun coming to you live from Enigma Hunt uh, this past weekend. You can also catch that live stream on Facebook. It's available right now. Make sure to follow us on our social media accounts, Roman Show Media on Facebook, Twitter, at The Roman Show, Instagram, Roman Show Media. And, of course, we're always live on our website, theromanshow.com, and on our YouTube channel, rroman0201. All right, guys. Well, you saw what happened. UFC 229. We talked about it earlier. Uh, of course, that was pre-recorded, but this is being recorded the week of again, October 8th. And, and wow, what, what a fight between Conor McGregor and Habib Nurmagomedov. Habib retaining his lightweight title. This was expected. Everyone expected that Habib was going to win the way he did, and he won. I mean, fair and square. He pummeled Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor had no chance whatsoever in that fight. Although one judge did give one round to Conor McGregor, and that would be the third round. That's the one that Habib decided to stand up with Conor and really didn't do any of the wrestling, but he dominated the entire fight. This thing was going to go for sure. Uh, uh, Conor had no chance. Face it. Everyone knows that Conor's jiu-jitsu or ground game is not there. To stand up, sure, but not everyone is going to stand up with him because they know. They know what he's capable of doing, and he's looking for that one-hitter-quitter. Everyone knows that. But, unfortunately, that is not what we are talking about on this episode, nor the internet or the whole wide world has not been talking about how Habib retained the title against Conor McGregor or how Conor McGregor lost. That's not the topic. The topic is, right after the fight, Habib Nurmagomedov jumped over the octagon into the stands and decided to go beat up Conor McGregor's corner. That is, has been the topic of conversation 
all over the internet, uh, the media outlets, and so much more as of right now. The only thing that we know of is that the athletic or uh, Nevada Athletic Commission has uh, has retained Norma Gadev's two million dollars. They have not paid him his money yet. They are holding that money, and as of right now, there are no suspensions or fines. But we anticipate some fines, some suspensions. UFC Dana White, or UFC President Dana White, came out and said on Saturday that he was disappointed and that he suspected perhaps a suspension of Habib. Now, he did go on and say that if Habib were to be suspended, say, for four to six months, there could be a potential stripping of the title. So Habib might potentially lose his title. He might be stripped of it because he won't be able to defend it because of the suspension. Also, there might be some issues with the visa because of what occurred this past weekend at UFC 229. Of course, this is very unfortunate what happened. But listen, Conor McGregor pulled off a little crazy stunt himself. Of course, you can't compare the the, the two things. Uh, Habib jumped into the crowd. And they were pro- probably kids, uh, you know, women, uh, and a whole lot of people. You know, someone could have got injured. It's a whole completely different ball game. What Habib did, we understand that. But Conor McGregor also threw a dolly at a bus and injured a couple of players inside that bus. Okay, so he he also did his thing. Let's be fair here. So Dana White, with all due respect, we understand that what occurred this past weekend is horrendous and puts a dent on mixed martial arts. We understand that. But so did Conor McGregor. I mean, at the same time, he is representing mixed martial arts. And you have a fighter throwing a dolly at a bus and injuring your fighters. In fact, some of your fighters couldn't even fight on that, on that fight card that happened in New York because of the injuries that it sustained. So, again, I, both, both issues here are wrong. But I, I think that they're being a little bit more, a lot more harsh on Habib. Uh, because Conor, okay, fine, he, he, he did his trial and he got away and it's okay. But the whole incident was being promoted like crazy prior to this fight. I mean, they were showing the clips of him throwing the dolly like if there was no tomorrow. So, needless to say, Habib should be somewhat fined. I totally agree with that. I don't know about being stripped of title. I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. He won fair and square. Um, he's a champion. He can't be beaten as of right now. So why you have to strip him of the title, even if they suspend him for four to six months? It's just not fair. If if, if this thing would have probably happened to Conor McGregor, I don't think you would have stripped him of the title. You'll still have him as a champion, but not let him fight. Let's be honest, because he's money. We understand that. So, so unfortunately, this occurred. More details will be available uh, throughout the week to see what the Nevada Athletic Commission decides. But listen, this goes back a couple of years ago. A similar brawl occurred inside the cage at a strike force. You remember that promotion no longer exists when um, Jake Shields was on the mic and the Diaz brothers were near him and Mayhem Miller comes in, interrupts Jake Shields and Mayhem takes place inside the, the cage. So this has happened in the past, and in fact, they got a really bad, a bad reputation uh, for MMA because at the time it was the first time that mixed martial arts 
was on live national television. It was aired on CBS. And that huge brawl took place. And I remember the commentator saying, Hey, gentlemen, we're on live TV. We're on live TV. Please behave. Don't act this way. Because what occurred really was a street fight. It was a brawl. And that's what happened on this weekend too. It's the same thing. You know, you got like two gangs going at it in the middle of a of a cage and a and an arena. And yes, it does look bad for a sport. It does look bad for mixed martial arts because it just seems you get a, a bunch of thugs going at it inside a cage. It's not um, orchestrated or, or perfected in a way where everything is is orchestrated is coordinated in a professional manner. You know what took place this this Saturday of should never ever happen again. Very unprofessional. And it, yes, it leaves a black eye on the sport. However, I will tell you this. Don't be surprised if we see a rematch between Conor and Habib. Does Conor deserve a, a rematch? No, of course not. Habib's going to defeat him again. But why do you want that? One simple reason. Money. And you know that people will tune in to see Habib versus McGregor too. Especially after what went down this past weekend. You want to see what's going to happen. You want to see if that drama continues on to the second bout. In my opinion, I would love to see that in Russia. And if, if in case they don't allow Habib to return to the United States for X amount of time, do it in Russia. McGregor versus Habib in Russia. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine how crazy that would be? But Dana White did go on and say that they're not going to mess around or skip any of the loopholes. They're going to stick to what it is and they're not going to go behind uh, what the Nevada State Athletic Commission decides to do and they'll proceed with whatever continues on or what they have in mind for uh, Habib. But very unfortunate, very sad. Uh, many of the legends have gone on the record and said too that this has been disappointed. This has been disappointing for mixed martial arts. But again, listen, it, it brings attention to the sport, whether you like it or not. In boxing, how many times did you hear of, of, of fights outside of the ring? I mean, it, it's happened. This is not the first time, for goodness sake. So let's not try to jump over the conclusion here and make it seem like if it's the end of the world. This has happened in the fight game. Listen, it's happened in the football games. Just this weekend, FSU, UM, they were fighting before the game. And then you go to the stands, you see people fighting in the stands. Listen, it's sports. There's a lot of testosterone involved. There's a lot of emotion involved. And allegedly, according to one of the videos, one of the members of McGregor's team called Habib a Muslim rat. And Habib got insulted and he went and he attacked him. That's the one he that that's the reason why he threw his mouthpiece. He got he got hot. That's, that's just what happened. And he jumped over the cage and he went and attacked the guy. Again, should this happen? No. You have to be professional. You have to keep your calm. Uh, you have to be cool and collective. You're a professional. You don't go to a job and because your boss tells you, hey, you suck, you're not going to slap people around. And, and that's, what, that's the same nature that you need to keep, the same mindset that you need to keep when you are a mixed martial artist, especially a mixed martial artist. Because as a martial artist, you are taught to always practice your discipline. So this should have never happened, no matter what they say or how hot they get. So it's sad, but don't be surprised if we see a rematch. Money talks at the end of the day. But let's talk about some good stuff here, what happened about UFC 229. Derek Lewis definitely impressing his victory. Ten seconds left, and he knocks out his opponent. 
that was <laughs> that was an amazing fight and not only uh the the victory but his post fight interview just quite hilarious if you haven't got a chance to see it please do yourself a favor and check it out on the internet you will lose your laughing and the co-main event Anthony Pettis Showtime Anthony Pettis versus Tony Ferguson I've been a big fan of Tony Ferguson and by god he looked phenomenal in this fight and until this day, I say I don't know who would win if Tony Ferguson and Habib Nurmagomedov for go one on one. I don't know who would win. I I really don't know. It's a really tough fight to pick. They are both, they're both really unpredictable. You know, Habib is a wrestler. He can strike. <laughs> we saw that that overhand that he he struck uh, McGregor, and then Ferguson. He's good on the ground. He's good at jujitsu, and he he really can hit you with anything. At any time, spinning back fists, uh, these crazy kicks that he does. He's a very uh, unorthodox fighter. So can you imagine putting both of these fighters in there? And they both have respect for each other. These are true mixed martial artists. They're not purely showmen. That is the fight that I would love to see. I know they've, Dana White has attempted four times, I believe it was. And, and something always goes wrong, whether it's uh, not making the weight or someone gets injured. Whatever the reason be. But listen, give it one more chance. Maybe this is the opportunity that we will finally get to see Tony Ferguson versus Habib Nurmagomedov. As for Conor McGregor, he's not going anywhere. They're going to put him up against some of these super fights. Why not? Anderson Silva wants a piece of him. Georgia St. Pierre is another name that they brought up. Tyrone Woodley is another guy that they've mentioned uh, to put up against Conor McGregor for the welterweight title. Listen, Conor's money. Let's face it. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna get you uh, the buys. And in fact, speaking of pay-per-view buys, uh, the UFC 229 pay-per-view did well over two million uh, buys. So it did quite well. Dana White is a very happy camper uh, this week because of the purchases made over the weekend of UFC 229. Well, guys, I want to thank everyone for joining us here on this episode. Once again, thank you to Enigma Hunt for how, allowing us to be live from their great attraction in Boca Raton, Florida. Make sure you check them out and visit the amazing haunted house. Trust me, you won't be disappointed, but you will be scared. I got scared plenty of times. So check that out and uh, make sure you follow us on our socials, Roman Show Media, both on Instagram and Facebook at The Roman Show on Twitter. And on our website, we're always live, theromanshow.com. We'll catch you next week. If you haven't been on, you haven't been heard.